So I want to welcome, I want to welcome the single moms. I want to welcome the stand-in mentor moms. I want to welcome the foster moms and the adoptive moms. I want to welcome the moms, the grandmothers, and the great-grandmothers. Can we give it up for everybody here? Mother's Day, come on. It's awesome. It's awesome. So one of the things that we've done around Sanctuary that has nothing to do with my wife, I repeat, has nothing to do with my wife. Did you hear what I just said? Has nothing to do with my wife. So but one of the things we've done around here that really has been kind of a, an emotional watershed, I would say, on one hand, kind of a tearjerker, uh, a celebration that uh, has become renowned around the Inland Empire for its specialness. I don't know how else to say it. Probably going to go viral on YouTube if we actually do it. But it's a song that uh, we're going to bring in a guest musician to sing it. And that just happens to be me. Yeah. And with a little encouragement from the crowd, I just might, I just might sing this. Okay. Since you're encouraging me, I'll do it. M is for the Maui vacation that you deserve, dear. O is for the opal ring you desire. T is for the tummy tuck you ask for. (laughs) H is for the Hawaiian vacation you deserve. E is for the earring that you want, dear. R is for the roses you deserve. Put them all together. They spell bankrupt. So I got you a George Foreman grill instead. Our next performance is going to be taps. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) You know, I'm so undecided about doing that. I actually decide on the stage if I have the courage to do it or not. So there it is. But I just want to say... Happy Mother's Day. And I I need to acknowledge something. I need to acknowledge something. What I need to acknowledge is that uh, we recognize that Mother's Day, for some people, is a great day, and for other people, it's not. For For other people, it's a day full of pain and sorrow and memories that aren't good. And I just want to say that yesterday, I stood here and and, uh, I was part of doing a memorial service, a celebration of life service for a husband here who's an elder who lost his wife, um, Melissa Diane Ocasio, to cancer. And so I'm standing here yesterday, and I'm thinking to myself, seeing the four grandkids, three years old, four years old, six years old, nine years old, that they lost their grandmother, seeing the two sons, Gabriel and Brandon, they lost their mother, hearing the sister of uh, Jill who lost her sister, and then Erwin who lost his wife. And thinking, tomorrow, I'm going to be standing here again, and I'm going to be talking about Mother's Day. And this is kind of a microcosm of the reality of Mother's Day. And it's a celebration on one hand. But on the other hand, there's a lot of pain that goes with it. And I just want to be real upfront and honest and not try to hide that at all. The other thing I'm very mindful of is that there are um, grandparents, two million in, in America, that now have the role of parents and are parenting their children 
because of either drugs or death or dysfunction or whatever, but then they're, they're um, taking care of their children. Some of those have died, and they're not here anymore. And so the, the, the thought of Mother's Day, I recognize that there's a massive spectrum of memories and emotions. And this is something that we experience on Mother's Day. Um, and for some people, it's a great day, and others, it's, it's, it's super, super hard. So I just want to acknowledge that. And in just a moment, we're going to hear from some people that are part of Sanctuary, and uh, they're not professional speakers. They're just going to tell their story about their mom. It's going to be super, super awesome. But before we do that, I wanted to open up the scripture and share a couple passages with you. The first is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. So I just want to remind you that uh, you read this here, it's talking about mom and grandma and their son. And like, really? Like, I just want to remind you that all, the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16, all scripture is inspired by God. Well, what does that mean? It means that God breathed out scripture uh, uh, about the influence here of a mother and a grandmother. Literally, this means that God breathed out, watch, and as God breathed out, he breathed out scripture. So all scripture then originates from the very breath of God. How powerful is that? And so scripture then is the sovereign exhalings of Almighty God. That's what scripture is. And so all scripture exists because it's God-breathed. All of scripture, God-breathed. So when you open the scripture, you're actually hearing the voice of God through the word of God. And that's my hope today is that we would actually hear God's voice through God's word here. So it says, Timothy here, he said, Timothy, I thank God for your mother, Eunice, and your grandmother, Lolo, for their authentic, genuine, real faith, means no hypocrisy, that has ended up in you also. Began with Lolo, then passed down to Eunice, and now I see it's in you. We don't know what happened to Timothy's dad, but he, he was just, he flaked out somehow. And so I want to remind you of this truth for all the moms and all the grandmothers and great-grandmothers, this, in light of this passage, that your work is not done. Your work is not done. Until you no longer have breath in your lungs, your work is not done. So grandmothers, your work is not done. Moms, your work is not done. You've been placed on planet Earth, and you're still here to influence and to mentor and to encourage. And I want to say that your role is immensely vital. Your role is immensely vital. And how powerful is it in this passage here that faith found its home in Eunice and in Lolo, Lois, and then in Timothy, Pastor Timothy. And so but it began generations before, and it was passed down through the women there. And so you have this powerful and tremendous example of a grandmother and a mother that spiritually shaped their son who became a pastor and wrote books of the Bible. And so, uh, uh, so Timothy now had a father that's kind of bailed out, you know, spiritually. I want to shift gears here and look at another passage that to me is equally as inspiring and equally God-breathed that we need to hear Romans chapter 16, verse 13. So let me set it up this way. Here you have the Apostle Paul, about 50 years old, 
who's written two-thirds of the New Testament. He's the greatest theological mind ever, wrote the greatest theological book in all the canon of Scripture, the great book of Romans. And he's coming to the conclusion of this great theological masterpiece. And he kind of backs up a little bit. And he begins to talk about people that have influenced him. And in chapter 16, verse 13, he says these words. Watch. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, also his mother. Watch, watch. Who has been a mother to me as well. How do you look? 50 years old. She's been a mother to me, the greatest Christian, really, that is arguably that has ever lived, said, yeah, I I had a biological mother, but the woman that is influencing me and I'm grateful for, Rufus Chosen, your mom has been a mother to me also. She's been a stand-in mom. She's been an influential mom. God has used her to be a mother in, in my own life. And I think of my own life, Rod Collins, And I have many of these unnamed, we don't even know her name. How great as she is, we don't know her name. But there's these these women in our life that God has placed there. And maybe they're not like, there's no biological relationship, but God has sovereignly, like here, placed them in your life. When I was in high school, the woman that I called mom was not my biological mother, but was Anita Schroeder, who was like a mother to me. That when I was uh, 25 years after I dated her daughter, I did the funeral for her husband. That's the kind of relationship that we had. And then I went off to college. It was Mrs. Williams. And I was son number four. Son number four. And then surely when I, when I left, I uh, went to Oklahoma. I went to school there. She used to look out for me. She treated me just like a mom. There'd be times I was going to do something or go somewhere or meet someone. So, oh, no, Ron. No, 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 you're, you're Rod, come here. We need to sit down, go in our office. You're not going to go there. They're bad. They're trouble. She, and I look back over the years how much trouble she probably saved me. And then after that, I thought, I, it's been such a great run. There could never be another one that would come into my life. And then there was Louise McGregor, who was like a mother to me. And I was her adopted son. She had two adopted sons, figuratively speaking. And uh, she called me, referred to me as her son for about 20 years. She was the wife of Dr. John McGregor, contemporaries with Jim Elliott, who died by the Aukin Indians in 1956 and wrote through Gates of Splendor. That was her great woman. And, uh, and I was, I was uh, loved by like these women figures because my mother, my biological mother, wasn't able to do that. This is what it's talking about. There are women which come along that they're like mothers to you. It's flat out awesome, friends. And so... Uh, I just wanted to give you some thoughts there and some encouragement for moms because your mothering role can expand beyond your biological children. And I stand here today, the recipient of some of the richest mothering influence that I could imagine but that didn't come from my, my biological mom. And I also want to encourage the grandparents who have kids now have been thrust into that role of being the parents and, and, and stepping into that role that God is going to use you in great ways. So it's beautiful. What we're going to do now is we're going to hear from a few people. But I recognize that there are some of you that your family, kids, whatever, they can't be here today. So someone, uh, uh, I was going to say volunteer, but they didn't volunteer. They were asked to do this. And so they're going to speak on behalf of many of your children, uh, kids that can't be here today. 
If we could turn down the lights and roll the video. Good morning, Sanctuary Church. My name is Garrett Collins, and I just want to say uh, happy Mother's Day. Um, I wish I could be there, but um, especially happy Mother's Day to my mom, Kirsten Collins. Um, I love you so much, and I just want to say thank you so much for always wanting to spend time with me and talk to me and listen to me. Um, I really appreciate it, and I love you a lot. Thank you. And so we're going to have a few people come up. The first is uh, Cameron Murray is going to talk about, yes, Beverly, we're going to talk about you. Come on. I am not letting you go. So I just want to affirm Beverly that she's a great matriarch. I've told her this many times, but she is a great, great, great matriarch of her family. And I want to tell you, Beverly, I have seen how your children and your children's children and your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, are blessed because of you. You're a great woman, a great matriarch, a great example, great inspiration. And I asked your uh, grandson, Cameron, I had to twist his arm to get him to do this, to twist his arm. But here it is. Would you please give it up for Cameron, who's going to talk about his Grammy. Yeah. So I asked Cameron if uh, he, would, he would share with us what he loves about Beverly, and, uh, and what he's learned from here. So Cameron, come on over here. Cameron, also he plays on our worship team. He's one of the greatest young men you'll ever meet right here. Cameron is an uh, outstanding young man. But uh, we love you so much and so grateful for you being here and your family and Landis and the kids being on the worship team. And uh, thank you for doing this. But uh, So what would you say? Uh, I recognize you're going to read a few things yeah. there. But uh, go ahead, man. So, uh, no, I appreciate it. So... I had to make notes because I know that once I got up in front of you guys and after probably what Rod would say and that I'd have a hard time holding it all together, I mean, just because of what my grandma has done for me. Um, so I was trying to just really bring it all down to what's, what, she's really, what she's really taught me and what, what, you know, what I love about her the most. And there's so much stuff that I could go on and on about. But to bring it down to a couple words would be just a selfless nurture. I mean, she, she only thinks about what she can do for you and what she can do for others that she loves and not herself. Um, and at the same time, there to develop you. Um, I know that for me, you know, I moved in with her the first time. I think I was uh, 13-ish, about there. Um, and not was she just my grandmother, but she quickly became my mother. Um, just a mother figure to me. She's generous, and she becomes a grandmother by all. I mean, I call her Grammy, you know, G-Ma, and then quickly when I was bringing friends over, I mean, everybody was like, hey, that's, that's grandma, that's Grammy, that's my grandma. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, even you guys had those conversations where you said you're going to adopt her. Hey, I adopted her too, man. <laughs> so either everyone's adopted her or she's adopted them. So it's, been, uh, it's always been like that, and she just has that amazing heart. Um, and, you know, just... Investing in me um, when she already raised her children. She already had her life, and she could go and do what she wanted to do. But she took her time out to, to raise another. Just a constant support. And in this love. <laughs> Sorry. But she really does have God's heart. That's, I think, what I love most about her. One more question, and uh, obviously you, you love your, your Grammy with all your heart. 
I understand you guys go golfing together. Is that, is that yeah. true? Like you take your grandmother golfing. Yeah, she actually taught me how to golf, and I don't know if it's really I take her, she takes me, because uh, I can't keep up with her. Um, she, she's going to be 86 this year, and she just goes, 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 goes. I mean, she exhausts us, I know. I know when I bring the family out with her, it's nonstop. It's just nonstop. But yeah, we go golfing. Uh, we do a, a tournament every year, and um, yeah, she got me. You go to Vegas, I think it is, and go to do a tournament every year. I think, if I remember correctly, something like that. Yeah, it's Pahrump, actually. Okay. Pahrump. What else besides golfing uh, have you learned from your grandmother that she's taught you? Well, so selflessness, the importance of values. Um, good hygiene. I mean, I remember when I first moved in with her. <laughs> when I first moved in with her, it was like showers every night. You're folding your clothes and putting, not just throwing it on the bed, but putting it back up in the, you know, the closets. I mean, picking up after myself. I was thinking, what in the world is all this? You know, like, I just pulled stuff out of a car before. You know, I mean, it, was, it was easy. Um, <laughs> she taught you discipline? Discipline? Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, golf. Um, doing for others. Um, Age, you know, age is just a number. It, it doesn't matter because if you keep going, I mean, you're going to keep having that energy. It's been pretty awesome. Is it fair to say she has been either one of the greatest inspirations or the greatest inspiration in your life? Oh, for sure. I would say that she probably saved my life. How did she save your life? Just showing out love, being there for me, taking me in when I probably needed a mother the most. Um, she's just always been there for me. She's always been you know, generous and open to talk. I mean, she's just has that healing personality where you can just sit and talk with her and you just feel better. She's been a rock. 100%. 100%. Yeah, she's been, she's been amazing. Beverly, there it is from your grandson, Cameron. She's awesome. So we're going to have a brother and a sister come up, and uh, the brother actually plays on the worship team at Sanctuary Church. He's 13 years old. His name is Blake, and his sister is Chloe. And do you want to come up and talk about your mom? Autumn, come on, give it up for Blake and Chloe. Yeah. Blake, I just got to say, dude, I love, 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 love you playing on the worship team. Can we give it up for, for Blake right here? Come on. So uh, we're so we're so blessed that you would be here. And uh, I just want to thank you, Blake. I just I've loved the journey, love the journey. I just want to affirm that God has gifted you and that uh, God's got his hand on you. God's gifted you and God's got his hand on you. And so uh, love... Chloe, you got such a great personality, and you're so full of life and everything. So anyway, you're just a great brother and sister. But um, we're here to talk about your mom. And so, Blake, I'm going to ask you, um, what is it that you love about your mom, and, uh, and what is it that she, she's taught you? Um, well, some things I love about my mom is she's very caring and loving to everyone. Um, she's always taught me to appreciate or what we have and... I've always loved her for the fact that she really puts my health in front of a lot of different things, and I really, really appreciate her for that. Wow. And what would you say uh, that 
you have learned from your mom? What has your mom taught you or teaching you? To trust God, um, no matter the situation, no matter whatever's happening in the world, whether it's the end of the world or not, always have your faith in Jesus. (laughs) Pretty good. Chloe, how are you? I'm good. Are you nervous to be up here? A little. Maybe just a little bit. Not too much, though. You don't look very nervous to me. Mm-mm. Come on. Okay, so what is it? You can get your notes out. What is it that you love about your mom, and what is it that she's teaching you? But start with what you love about your mom. Okay. Well, I love my mom because she's caring, loving, and all the things. But um, three things I love about her are she's very exciting. She puts others first and is very creative. And then one thing she has taught me is to always follow the Lord and to put others first. Wow. Come on. To to follow the Lord and to put others first? Wow. Like, what does that look like, to follow the Lord and to put others first? Well, I mean, just like... To, like, follow the Lord is just, like, to always trust in Him, like, what Blake said, basically. But, yeah, it's just, like, to always follow Him and love Him, like, just, un- yeah. Blake, do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, I think just following the Lord means always just, just, I guess, just, I don't know, read your Bible, always pray, grow a relationship, and just put your trust and faith in Him. Hey, I think the mom's doing a pretty good job, somebody. Could you put your hands together? Thank you, Chloe. Thanks, Blake. That was awesome. Well, we have somebody here that I actually knew when they were in high school. And now they're a grown adult with grown children. And one of them was Harrison Land, six foot six or seven or whatever he is, was training to be the United States Olympic goalie, by the way. And, uh, but there's also a daughter named Hollyanna, and Hollyanna's going to come up and talk about her mom. Would you put your hands together? And Yeah. So Jackie last year, Jackie last year talked about her mom, did a fabulous job, come on. And so this year, Hollyanna is going to talk about her mom. So this is exciting. Jackie Land. Okay. Are you okay? Ready? Yeah. Okay. Come on over here a little bit so everybody can. Yeah, good. Okay. So you talk and I'll hold the mic for you. One more time. Put your hands together and welcome Hollyanna Land. Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to say, I know a lot of you guys know my mom. That's because she's nothing short of amazing and loving and awesome. Okay. She's right here in the bright pink. You gotta say hi, you gotta meet her if you don't know her already. So, um, being a mother, I Googled it, right? It, it's a noun, which means to literally have children, right? You are children's mother, but it's also um, a verb. And it means to bring up with care and affection. Um, we'll circle back to that later. So in Galatians 5, 22 through 24, um, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
um, which is basically just like my mother's resume. And um, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, if you've met her, she's a literal walking angel on earth, and I aspire to be like her in so many ways. And it's because she has the heart of Jesus, right? And um, she just, I'm so thankful for her. Uh, We are opposites. And so I have to really think about, like, okay, how would my mother handle this in certain situations? Um, I spent, like, a lot of time when I was in college especially calling her. How would you word this? I need to have this conversation, and the del- I don't have the delivery sometimes that is the best. I'm a little bit more, like, direct or straightforward, so I'm like, Mom, I need to say this truth and love. How would you say it? I need your advice. Um, and it, I mean, it's always like spot on exactly how it should be said. So also my dad told me, they're high school sweethearts, that she was the nicest person he ever knew. And that's what drew him to her, which is completely true to this day. Um, <laughs> when I got home from college, and I was seeing friends again that I hadn't seen or, you know, mending old relationships. Everyone was like, I miss your mom. Can I, like, come over? Can I talk to your mom? I'm like, geez, what about me, you know? Do you miss me? But I'm serious. Everyone's like, I've missed your mom. Um, we just kind of, like, orchestrated having friends over the other day because these old friends of mine were like, I miss your parents. I miss your mom. And I'm like, okay, sure, come on over. Um, which... Many people consider her to be a mother figure in their own life. Um, And so that's where I bring back, she is a mother to Harrison and I. You know, she birthed us. She's our mother. But she's also a mother in the tense of a verb. She um, brings up people with care and affection, and not just Harrison and I. Um, My best friend Hannah's here. She can attest to that. She's been around since we were 10 years old, and my mom has been like a mother to her as well. Her, mom, her name is Mama Land to many, many people, including to Hannah. And, um, you know, actions speak louder than words. She could have just been a mother to Harrison and I or to what she was um, obligated to be, but she's not. She's past that, and um, she has a coworker that calls her mom. Like, it's, it never ends, truly. Um, and it's not, like I said, it's not because she's literally just a mother, but it's because of her intentionality and her spirit and her heart. And so she is a mother in the way of a verb. And I love you, Mom. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so well said, Hollyanna. Jackie Land, that was quite, that, that was like, wow. Yeah. So we have one more, and um, those have just all been so great. And uh, I think the last one is also going to be great. We're going to have a father come up and his son, Jeremy. If you would come up, they're going to talk about Amanda. Would you give it up for Jeremy?
I'm so excited, Robert, for this. Robert and I have been texting for quite a while, and uh, I'm so I've just been looking forward to this for such a long time. Come on, Jeremy. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hope you're excited too. So, uh, Jeremy, tell us what it is. What it is that you love about your mom, Amanda? Because she likes making in my egg salad. His favorite meal is egg salad. So, say that again. His favorite meal is egg salad. So he makes it. She makes it every day for him. She makes a great egg salad. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. awesome. We'll take it. But what does she do with you every evening before you go to bed? She starts my alarm. She starts your alarm so you can get up. She prays with you, right? Yes. Yes. And you love her hugs, right? Yes. <laughs> um. If I may, real quick, good morning, uh, Sanctuary. Um, when I first met my wife, uh, we met at a Bible study. And um, we come from a, we're a blended family. Uh, Jeremy uh, suffered uh, turmoil, just devastating turmoil uh, when he was five months old by his uh, biological father. And... Um, uh, Amanda just stood by him. I could just see how how strong she was just for him. That attracted me to her. Uh, she was criticized. Like, why why weren't you there to protect him? She was working two jobs. And so she was doing the role of supporter. And um, but when I saw Jeremy, I just fell in love with him. Um... Even though on paper he's adopted, but he is my son. We met, I met him when he was two years old. Amanda's just been so strong. She, um, she, like I said, she endured a lot. And she has a heart for moms, she, uh, single moms especially. Um, she started babysitting, and that turned into a, a daycare well, she now she provides daycare for other children that from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. She just watches other kids, and um, they all love her. And I can just see how, um, you know, she just installs a Christ-loving, um, just life-giving lessons of Jesus every day into the, all the kids, and... Um, after that, she just watches our boys, and she homeschools them. So she's just a, a, she's a machine. She just doesn't stop. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I, I work 72 hours a week most of the time, and that's nothing compared to what she does because she doesn't stop. And Jeremy's just a, you know, you can see his love and energy. That's, that's Amanda. That's her. Anything else, Jeremy? Would you want to see to mommy while she's there? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Pastor Rod, for this uh, opportunity to share. Jeremy, that was, we thank you for coming up here. That was really courageous of you, and we love that you came up here to talk about your mom. 
Amanda, with your daddy. Thank you. If you want to position yourself to receive this final blessing, we want to pray it over you this Mother's Day. We want to hold out your hands. And Father, as you look at your children here this morning, and they look to you, Father, and they hold out empty hands, we're acknowledging that you are the God that can fill them. And Father, that you would be God with us in our loneliness. You'd be the rock when we are troubled. That you would be our strength in weakness. That you'd be our hope in hopeless moments. You'd be our light in our darkness. And Father, when you look at your children and they look to you, I pray that you would bless them, that you would keep them. I pray that you'd be gracious to them, that you turn your attention to them when they call upon you. May you give them hope and strength and give them your peace. In this Mother's Day, may you do this and do more. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. God love you. Happy Mother's Day.